Hey teacher friend, are you thinking your writing time could really be a lot better? Are you wanting your students to just love writing and feel successful as writers? If so, I think you and I need to spend some time starting the transformation of your writing instruction. Let's get started. Hello, fabulous teacher. How are you today? I apologize for my voice. If it sounds too awful, I won't continue or I'll record, re-record this one, but um, I've been really wanting to do a podcast and my voice has sounded bad for quite a while. So um, we're going to see what happens. So I hope everything is going well. I have a question for you. When you are teaching writing, are you teaching your writers for the future or are you teaching your writers for the right now? So let me tell you a story. <clears throat> I We have a four-wheeler, and we unfortunately don't use it as much as my husband probably thought we would use it to begin with. We've had issues with the battery and all kinds of stuff, but we have a lot um, behind our house that we own, and we're able to ride the four-wheeler around there. So when we were first, when we first had the four-wheeler, there were times that, you know, in the beginning, he would be the one out there doing it, but then sometimes the kids would want to do it when he wasn't here. So he had to kind of show me like how to start it, how to stop it, how to lock it in place and how to park it in the garage. And uh, yeah, by the way, it takes my place, my car's place in the garage right now. So that's great. Um, But anyway, when he was showing me a lot of times he was like quick to just kind of tell me what to do and I would do it real quick. And so it would be fine. And then I would go out and then I'd come back in and he'd tell me what to do and I would turn it off and it would be fine. And then other times I might ask him again, cause I forget. And he would just like go do it for me. And needless to say, I don't think I really could take the four wheeler out right now and put it back on my own because he was always there to tell me what to do for the most part. Or I did it one time and I just, it didn't get into my brain. I don't remember. Um, it's the same thing like with my son and trying to teach him how to do laundry. I have showed him and then he's done it. And then he'll ask me again and I tell him and he's done it. And I've made a list and he's had to read the list to do it. But if he were to just do it up there with no help, he would probably ask a question um, and not really be sure of what to do. So let's think about that in terms of your writing instruction. Um, let's say you're an intermediate grade teacher and you've been trying to work on a um, research piece or maybe some kind of literary essay or having them write an opinion piece and you have some kind of format that you want them to follow. So maybe they've been using an outline or um, some kind of other graphic organizer. And let's say you've really been working on, you know, how an introduction should look or how the body paragraph should look. And you've given them examples, which is great. You know, I love mentor text. Um, but I just want you to think about whether or not what you've been providing for them is helping them to be able to write this piece right now or if it's allowing them to know how to write this type of writing on their own in the future. And nine times out of 10, I would say that most teachers are teaching for the right now. They're wanting their, their students to get to a certain point in their writing. They want it to look a certain way. Um, and But I bet if you were to ask them to go and do it on their own, they their piece wouldn't look quite the same. 
And I think it always comes back to the idea of teaching the writer, not the writing. Because we, and and knowing where your students are as writers. And so I have um, a couple of episodes referring to these things, episode five, um, and I believe it's episode nine, um, where it talks about let the students write. Episode five is about um, ways to get to know your students as writers. Because when you are not knowing where they are and then teaching them from that, further, a lot of times we end up pushing them further than where they are. Sometimes we're limiting them as well. But if you know that your students are not capable of writing this essay at all, let's say they have no idea what the format is, or let's say they have no idea how to include evidence to back up their um, you know, opinion in a literary essay, or, or they don't know how to explain um, their opinion just in a regular, like, I'm going to say that I think soccer is the best sport opinion writing piece, then you're probably not going to be able to get them knowing how to write that type of essay later in life or next year if you're providing them all of the help, all of the support. You're telling them what to do. You're giving them this outline. You're making a list of the steps because they're not learning. It's like me asking my husband how to do it. And he just tells me and then I do it, but I didn't really learn. I didn't practice on my own. I didn't try to think through the steps. I didn't come up with the, the, you know, if you think about writing, I didn't come up with the idea on my own. I didn't plan it out in the way that's best for me. And so there may be a time when you need to show them that an outline and maybe that's when you guys do one together. And then maybe you help them create an outline on their own, or you walk them through ways for them to go through their rehearsal and their planning on their own. But it's so important that you are really teaching them to be able to take what you want them to know and be able to do it in the future. And you might have to break down or bring down your expectation for some of your students knowing that they're not going to get to that perfect piece of writing. When it comes to students who have IEPs, you know you can accommodate for them or you can modify for them. So they might need to, they might not be writing a five paragraph essay. They might not have um, the thesis looking like what you want the thesis to look like, for example. If there are students who don't have IEPs, you just might know that their paper is not going to be quite the, the A plus or 100 that you are hoping for. And that's just how it goes, right? In math, not everyone gets an A. In reading, not everyone is up to reading level, and we can't push them further than what they are able to do. Okay, so how can you make this happen? So I'm going to talk about three things. One, having that baseline writing. Two, choosing goals that you then are aware of and your students are made aware of as well. And then lots of practice and modeling. Okay, so the baseline writing, again, I had talked about this in a previous episode. I believe it was the Getting to Know Your Students as Writers, episode five. And so um, I learned about these, and I also refer to them as on-demand writings from doing the units of study um, with the Lucy Calkins Teachers Reading and Writing Project, the um, units of study in narrative, informational, and opinion writing. And they will, they, they have them in every grade level. So um, but in the Writing Pathways book, which I've also talked about a lot because regardless of your program, I really think this is something you can use for rubrics, for progressions, for student examples, and they have these prompts. Now, the purpose of the prompts in that book, though, are to have a consistent baseline for each 
of the three genres throughout a student's career so that you can compare their writing from kindergarten on up and that you can also use it to get data from grade levels to see how grade levels are moving and all of that stuff. So if that's how you want to use it, you need to use that prompt for every single grade level. However, if it is happening in your classroom only, you may be able to tweak it a little bit more for your grade level. Um, but the purpose is, I'm just letting you know where I got this, but the purpose is it's just like a pre-assessment, like in math. Um, you are going to ask them to do what you want them to do at the end of the unit. But this is completely without help. So we know that, first of all, the standard in quite a few grade levels says with guidance and support. But when they are doing, you're doing the teaching of writing, you are coaching them along the way. But this is completely on their own to see the skills that they have mastered and to see their understanding of what you're doing at the time. So for example, when you think about these writing pathways prompts, they are genre-based, but there's one like type of writing that they do. It's just like opinion, you know, write your opinion about something you feel strongly. However, in certain different grade levels, they're going to teach different types of opinion writing. So once it, one is a speech, one is a, um, um, oh gosh, I can't think of it now. Sometimes they do, like in younger grades, they do the, the um, they're a collection of things and they rate them or score them, give them awards. There's another opinion writing that's um, writing about the book that they're reading. So it's all different types. And that's where the tailoring of your prompt, some people might want to change. So, but anyway, it's just, a, it's something that you do before you teach to know what your students are, are capable of completely on their own. And it's really eye-opening because you're going to see, wow, they have no idea what we're doing right now. Or, wow, they really don't understand how to explain their writing. Or, wow, their stamina is really low. But it is what it is. And you cannot expect to take students in fourth grade who write one little paragraph with barely any evidence and then move that to a five-paragraph essay with a strong thesis statement you know, in three paragraphs full of transition words and um, connecting sentences and evidence and all of this. So it really helps to give you an expectation of what your students as a class will be capable of which they will be capable by the end of your unit and what you really need to focus on in order to teach that type of writing or to teach that unit. So the baseline is extremely important. And then you can do that again at the end of the unit. So once you've helped them through their writing and they have a published piece, you will do that again to see what sunk in. What do they now have mastered? How much has this type of writing improved? And what did they hold on to with all the things that you guys did throughout the unit? So once you have that baseline writing, you're able to choose some goals. So I also talked about, and I believe it was in that episode five, about how you can choose goals. One is by using a rubric, whatever rubric you are using for your classroom. There are rubrics in this Writing Pathways book. And I've also spoken about the the um, hierarchy of writing goals, which is in Jennifer Saravala's Writing Strategies book. And it breaks down writing into different categories. And you could use that to help pull goals. So if you want more information about that, you can go back to that episode. Um, but 
this is how you're going to say, okay, as a class, this is where we are. This is what I really want to work on. So if the biggest thing is elaboration, then that's what you want to do. If the biggest thing is structure of the writing, then that's what you might say. You really want to see improving. Not that you wouldn't teach other things. And then for the students, you might even say as a class level, here's the rubric of our writing piece. This is what a piece of writing should look like. But right now we're at a level two on our rubric. So we're just hoping to grow. And then you might even get more specific with different students about where their writing piece is, um, perhaps on the rubric and what their goals are going to be. And so this is, you know, you might say to them, this is what I really, really want you to work on in this unit. This is what I'm hoping I'm going to see improved in your writing by the end of this unit. So you're going to use students' writing pieces as a tool to teach the writer. You're looking at it to say, what is this writer doing and what can I do to help this writer move to the next step? And then the last thing I spoke about was practice and modeling. These students are going to need to practice this stuff over and over again, the best that you can, as much as you can in this unit. Maybe that means that if you're using this as, say, a summative for your reading unit, and you've been working on a specific standard for most of your unit, perhaps throughout the unit, you're looking at different um, short stories or different books that they're reading or, or even just, you know, chapters in a book instead of a whole book in order to say, you know, how does symbolism um, help with the theme and you're having them write little paragraphs, like let's, let's pull this out and see how this works. And you're showing it to them and you're having them try it. It could also mean that towards the end here, when you're really working on the writing portion, you're having them go through, let's say you have a book that you guys have been doing together, and then they're working on their own short story or what have you for their writing. And so you're using the book to write work together. You model pieces, you have them help do some shared writing with it, and then they go and do it in theirs. However, you can re repeat the process of them considering the idea that they're writing about or coming up with the idea, planning it out and drafting something, the, the better. The more you can do that, the better. So you're showing it to them and then you're letting them try it. And then even when you want them to be with their final piece, you know, the piece that they're actually using to get to the end and to publish, you can have them go back and revise those pieces and edit those pieces and work together with a partner say, okay, we've really been working on our, you know, punctuation. Let's go back and coach each other and work through it. Or we've really been working on, you know, having that um, connection back to our thesis. Let's look through it and see what we can do to make that better you need to do a lot of modeling and a lot of practice. That's what's really going to help your writers to learn it and not just to be doing it for the now. So when we think about the question I asked earlier, are you teaching your writers for the future to be able to be a writer in the future or are you teaching them for the right now? If you ask your students when they're finished the writing piece that you just did to do it again, with another topic or what have you, would they be able to do it? I want teachers to teach our students how to write instead of teaching them how to get the piece right because that's not going to help them to be writers in the future. 
Um, so I hope you enjoyed this episode. I would love to hear what you think about it, but I also am including a Q and a, well, a question at the end of this episode or in this episode for you to be able to ask me a question, because I would really like to do a Q and a episode soon. I have been gathering some questions. I have a few, but I would love to hear more. So any specific question you have about writing, it's totally anonymous and I can answer it for you. Have a great day. Hello again, writing teacher. I am so glad that you are listening. And if you do enjoy the podcast, if you wouldn't mind taking a moment, wherever it is that you do listen, to go ahead and do a review and let people know what's so great about it. I would love for more teachers to be able to get some learning about writing from this podcast. And if you're interested in any further information, you can find me in a couple of places. One is YouTube, Melissa Morrison. I have a lot of videos there for you to to help you with writing instruction. And then also on Facebook, I have a Facebook page, Teaching to Transform LLC, and a Facebook group where you can learn more from me and chat with other teachers. It is called Transform Writing K through 8, and I would love to see you there. Have a great day.